When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Covering the live betting angles for every game, this is VSIN Live Bet Tonight with Femi Abebefe and Wes Reynolds on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Welcome back. This is hour number three of VSIN Live Bet Tonight. Femi Abebefe alongside Wes Reynolds. We're hanging out at the VSIN studios here at the Circa Resort and Casino in downtown. Las Vegas on a Friday night. But you want to stick around here for the rest of this hour because in 30 minutes we have the Reynolds Wrap, Wes's in-game betting strategies for tomorrow's slate in college football. Also in 15 minutes, we'll discuss some NFL quarterback injuries. A lot going on, especially with the NFC West game between the Rams and the Cardinals. I don't know what to even make of that and how people are betting it because we don't know which quarterbacks are going to play or neither quarterback will play in that game. We'll discuss that coming up in the next segment. But Wes, right now, in college football, really close and entertaining game that's been chippy at times, uh, but has been hotly contested between East Carolina and Cincinnati. Pirates leading at 25-24, to 24, but the Bearcats one-and-a-half-point favorites as they are in East Carolina territory, total at 58-and-a-half here. Yeah, so uh, we'll see what we'll see what this uh, flag is. Oh, wow, it is a... going to be personal foul, hands to the face. He really chopped down on that. Yeah, he, he did, man. That <laughs> was, so that was like a... It was like a, the uh, at, remember the uh, after the fire song, Dear Commissar in the eighties, the chop, chop, chop. I mean, he, he he was he was chopping like oh, uh, I never seen like he was personal he, foul. I mean, he, he, I mean, you had to do the woo like for Ric Flair, man, with those knife edge chops here. So twenty five oh, to twenty four, Cincinnati minus two and a half, even money fifty nine and a half on the total money line on ECU plus one seventy. Minus two ten on the Bearcats. Yeah, and we are in on the second half. Yes, uh, we went ahead and bet East yeah, Carolina yeah, so plus we, a half. So we were basically taking uh, plus twelve and a half for the game because mm-hmm. that's what they were down. It's thirteen nothing so far in this let's half. Keep, let's keep it rolling. Uh, since this has been a pattern with Cincinnati, and I've seen that, and that's one of the reasons I like it this year. They just don't do a ton in the second oh. half, and that was a touchdown dropped. In yeah. the right corner of the back of the end zone. So, uh, heck of a throw by Ben Brown. No, that, that was a very good throw. But yeah, Cincinnati has really had their issues, I, I think, closing games. It wasn't like last year when that defense was so good yeah, and ridiculous. so dominant. Of course, it helps when you have Sauce Gardner and nobody's wanting to throw at him, or even if they do, he's yeah. picking it off and returning it. But they had a couple guys actually off that defense mm-hmm. go very high in the draft. So, you know. Cincinnati was going to be down, going to be tough to uh, re- tough to replace that. Well, it was interesting because you had Sauce Gardner on one side, and Sauce Gardner was like an All-American mm-hmm. and it ended up being a top-five pick, is doing awesome with the New York Jets. 
then you had Kobe Bryant Kobe on the Bryant, other side. That's right. Who's balling out for the Seahawks yes. right now. Yes. It's like, where do you go? You have these American Athletic Conference offenses, I, which no I, offense I, to them. They're like, what the hell I do we do? They, I think they had uh, like four or five guys drafted yeah. off that defense. Reason uh, why they made the playoff. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. So uh, now Cincinnati, by the way, does have a uh, first and goal. So that yep. line now moves to minus three and a half on the Bearcats. Would you advise someone to take that three in the hook with, uh, like, I mean, the line will be a little bit more if they score, um, but getting more than a field goal with East Carolina, is that tempting to you? Now I'm not going to do it because I obviously have a better number. Yeah. You and I are taking 12 and a half. And yeah. then you of course have the money line, but yeah, uh, I, this is going to be maybe a who has the ball last. Feels this just like strikes it. it because this is the first thing that Cincinnati has really done all second half. They've been they've been absolutely stymied offensively, but now they've got something going. Got good field position on this drive and uh, looking to go ahead and punch it in. Now, now this is one thing. Like let's say they get you know stopped here. I don't think and they bring in by the way Evan Prater, mm-hmm. so they go ahead and take out Ben Bryant. So I'm guessing this is some kind of zone read or RPO. And there you go, Evan Prater right on the right edge, but he is going to be knocked out of bounds at the three. Yeah. East Carolina was prepared for it. They were ready uh, for Evan Prater to go in. I think he's going to stay in the game, it looks like. So maybe they'll do it again here on third and goal. Uh, but like you mentioned, like this is kind of those games. If, if it's the last team that gets the ball, you can almost kind of pick your spots and mm-hmm. you know, do a little, a little live trading yeah. with the game. Because right now, East Carolina is plus 215. If they go ahead and score, you might be able to get some Cincinnati at like maybe like plus one eighty or something like around there. So it's like you can do a little bit of live trading if you want to go about it that way. But if you have a legitimate opinion, I think that this is a game that you'll be able to pick your spots with both of these teams at a plus money is whoa, that's gonna yeah, bring up fourth. He, he, and he was goal. trying to get that tight end out in the flat, but uh that got batted down. So does Luke Fickle kick the field goal here to go up two? He seems or like, do you just go for it and you don't get it? You pin him on their own he's three. Kick. I think he's kicking. He seems like a field goal kicking type. <laughs> he just does. He's, an, me, he's, a, he's an old lineman, a defensive yeah. lineman. Yep, Take yep, the points see and that there we go. Out there. Yep, yeah, I was, I, I was going to say. I could, you can sniff him out, man, some of these coaches. <laughs> you can just be like. Some of them are old school. He, yeah. of course, was an, an all-American uh, defensive lineman at Ohio State. So. Yeah. Yeah, those guys, man, they're 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 old school. Like all like all the receivers, coach. Like, oh, go for it, go yep. for it. Yep, the, the guys who are the quarterbacks or the yes. receivers, they're going for it. But the defensive guys, like, oh man, I got to take the lead. We here. really are at kind of like a generation gap, though, because some of the mm-hmm. older commentators, you're like, and that field goal does get in twenty yard chip shots, and now twenty seven to twenty five, uh, Cincinnati takes the lead, and uh, minus one and a half, minus one fifty five, so it actually mm-hmm. drops a little bit, and then fifty nine and a half, minus one thirty five, juice to the under. But you can see here some of these analysts like it's a different generation. Oh, some yeah. of these older guys are like, yeah, I don't know. And as you get some of the younger analysts in the booths here, they're a little bit more prone to uh, go ahead and go for it. Yeah, no, they definitely are uh, more willing to go for it. As right now, we just saw Colorado run it back for a touchdown, but they're not putting the points on the board. I believe that is. Is that Travis Dye right I, now? Yeah, who's yeah, his knee? I, th- I think so. Uh, so let me. Uh, the, the, the Trojans starting running back right now, holding onto his knee after a carry. We'll see what happens here on the replay. I believe. I don't know if he was ever down. But yeah, got, I don't either. Tied, he got tied up a little bit. Yeah, the there. ball came out. We'll see if if the knee was down. I couldn't really because he was see on top on of a angle. body, so it's kind of tough to tell. Knee down okay, there. Yeah. Knee okay, did yeah. go down. So the right the, the right knee went down. The left knee is the one that stayed up. But yes, he's holding. The, either the low knee or the calf area right now. It should be still Trojans football, but that could be a big blow to this USC offense. Die coming over from Oregon last year as a transfer. An LA kid wanted mm-hmm. to always play at USC, ended up having to go to Oregon first, but now he's playing for the hometown team. And right now he's down being attended to by the that's training why, staff. That's why they got Lincoln Riley there. They got tired of these Southern California kids going up to Oregon. Yeah. Yeah, seriously. I'm um, sure that'll stop, actually, now that Lincoln Riley is there. But. Yeah, it's like it's like Oregon will get enough dudes, though. Yeah. There. Southern California is a very big place. Yeah, no, they got all of them. I mean, that's a, D'Anthony Thomas way back in the day, all those kids coming from SoCal. Those guys were fast. But, um, yeah, it's an interesting development, though, for this USC team because if Dye is hurt and out for the rest of this game and maybe the foreseeable future, like, it could, it's a blow to that offense because mm-hmm. Lincoln Riley's teams kind of always tend to be – all right, lean on the ground game to kind of set things up. And yeah. the quarterback also uses his legs as well. Williams is pretty dynamic, being able to avoid pressure and avoid sacks. 
But right now, it's not looking too great right now. As the Trojans are up 16-3. to three. That live spread is 31.5, total sitting at 56.5 in that game. And also, at Allegiant Stadium, Fresno State has taken the lead. They lead this thing 7-3. to three. Uh, No spread or total that I'm seeing right now. Yeah, Jack, I think let me we've go ahead got and refresh a timeout. It. We might have a measurement here. It was okay. third and one for UNLV from the Fresno 26, and... I think they gave him the first down, but this spot might be challenged. It is seven to three right now, Fresno over UNLV. But UNLV's been running the ball pretty darn well. We'll see mm-hmm. if they uh, go ahead and get this first down. Also in uh, college basketball, still tied yeah, at man. seventy-seven. Uh, Eastern Michigan and Michigan under three minutes ago at the Palace of Auburn Hills, as uh, Michigan does take the lead there, seventy-nine to seventy-seven. I'm seeing if uh, DK has anything. If they have money line up. Minus eight dollars on Michigan, plus four fifty. That's big for a two-point game. Even though you think that the talent is going to take over, even though Eastern Michigan probably has the uh, best player on the floor, and Amani Bates is uh, Jalen Llewellyn, the Princeton transfer. Michigan's mm-hmm. been doing that like every year now. They get a point guard transfer. I think it was a uh, what was the guy's name? Was it, De- was it Eli Brooks or yeah, Devonte? Oh yes, I forgot the other kid. Yeah, Brooks yeah, he was from uh, Coastal Carolina but. last year, but. That's what they've been doing is working this transfer portal as uh, Jalen Llewellyn, the new point guard for the Maize and Blue. Yeah, the transfer portal is <laughs> it's working overtime in I college know. basketball. Like, like some <laughs> some of these coaches are living by it, and some of them don't like don't like it. I, you know, just was reading when I was doing like my Big Ten preview for the uh, Vison College Basketball Betting Guide, which you can get mm-hmm. at Vison.com, by the way. Yes, yeah, so that and, came out Thursday, and if you don't have yes. it by now, you're sleeping. Yes. All right, so go get that. Pre- and and the guy that was talking like lamenting the portal really was Tom Izzo. He doesn't really like to use uh, the portal. Obviously, mm-hmm. likes to develop players, but. You know, to each their own here, but uh, that's what you know. That's kind of what you have to do when a lot of these kids leave. I think Michigan had a couple early entry kids last year. Yeah, uh, it's, if you're not using the portal, uh, the portal will use you. Yeah, so you better use the portal. They're going well. to take some of yours, so uh, <laughs> yeah. you take some of theirs. Yeah, you got to replenish your talent. There is uh, still stoppage in play right now in Los Angeles. Has seen some concerned faces by some of the USC players here. This could be a bad injury for. For Travis Dye, and the card is out on the field for Travis Dye, who was clutching at his knee. So you never want to see that happen um, on the field right now. Mm-hmm. As we're hoping, obviously, it's a speedy recovery for Travis Dye. But right now, uh, it looks like he will be out for the foreseeable future for this Trojans team that looks a little bit dejected right now with the with their star running back. Yeah, on the and, field. and this could be look. I don't expect Colorado is going to be a threat to win this game, but does this leave the Buffs in the game? Yeah. It's like, does it leave the buffs in the game? Then also, move like spinning it forward to next week mm-hmm. against UCLA, and then the week after that playing Notre Dame. Then they're hoping after that in the Pac-12 title game here in Las Vegas, this could have some uh, pretty big implications going forward. Yeah, no so, question, no question about it. Is both teams uh, gathering to uh, to uh, uh, show some respect to yeah. Travis Dye, and obviously, you know. Guys uh, taking a knee and saying a little, uh, saying a prayer here, but you obviously hate to see this. So, uh, you know, tough to get your emotion back and and go yeah. ahead and play football. But uh, we'll keep you updated when that goes ahead. Uh, UNLV, by the way, they did get overruled to a fourth down. They did convert a first down here. So, still seven to three, four minutes left to go in the first quarter. Bulldogs lead. All right, and also a big third and two here midway through the fourth quarter between East Carolina and Cincinnati Pirates trying to move the chains, and we will see if they can do that. It looks like they will be able to keep that drive alive. On the other side, we'll talk some NFL QB injury news here on VEASAN Live Bet tonight. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah! 
Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. There's a lot happening these days, but I have just the thing to get you up to speed on what matters without taking too much of your time. The 7 from the Washington Post is a podcast that gives you the seven most important and interesting stories, and we always try to save room for something fun. You get it all in about seven minutes or less. I'm Hannah Jewell. I'll get you caught up with The 7 every weekday. So follow The 7 right now. This is VSIM Live Bet Tonight with Femi Abebefe and Wes Reynolds, live from the Circus Sportsbook on VSIN, the sports betting network. College basketball has started, and now is the time to get your copy of our annual betting guide. At over 400 pages, it's our biggest betting guide ever with odds, trends, power ratings, and analysis on every team. Our team of experts, including Greg Hoops-Peterson and Matt Humans, provide their predictions for win totals, futures, conference champions, tournament teams, and breakdown of all 60 coaching changes since last season. The only way to get the guide is to become a VEASAN Pro subscriber, so sign up now for just $99 and get VEASAN Pro access to everything we do all the way through the Super Bowl. Sign up today at VEASAN.com slash subscribe. Welcome back. This is VEASAN Live Bet Tonight. He's Wes Reynolds. I'm Femi Abebefe. Uh, we just resumed play between Colorado and USC. Travis Dye carted off the field for what looked like a knee injury, a pretty serious knee injury. So we're wishing all the best to Travis Dye and a speedy recovery. But right now, the Trojans lead it 16-3 to inside Colorado territory. And we were discussing it during the break, and I think it's something that we might be able to apply to some live betting here but with USC, 27.5-point favorites, total sitting at 50.5, would you be inclined to maybe take the points with the buffs in this situation as it looks like the Trojans just went ahead and scored another mm. touchdown? <laughs> so you'll even get a bigger number there? Yeah, yeah, probably not at the number you, you <laughs> yeah, just no, listened definitely to. Not there. That is, by the way, Brendan Rice, the son of a pretty famous wide receiver in his own yeah. right, Jerry Rice, uh, into the end zone. He so was now, okay. Yeah, he was, he was pretty solid. <laughs> solid, solid prospect out of Mississippi Valley yeah, State. Yeah, made something of himself there. But it, it it is interesting, though, because usually when you see an injury like that, especially to a key player, and I know the, I know the coaches are always devastated any time a player gets hurt, whether it's their best player or the worst player on the team, but especially when it's a key player, does it go through Lincoln Riley's head of, all right, man, let's just get out of Dodge. Let's try to win this game. Let's start preparing for next week against UCLA. Let's try to just kind of keep it everything closer to the vest because, God, that's such an unfortunate injury that we just saw there. But I think if you're going to want to get involved in that, you're probably going to wait for the second half. Yeah. When maybe you start to see some second, third unit guys for USC, if they're if they're up relatively comfortably, you know, which which they are really right now, 23 to three. I mean, they're it's obvious they're going to win this game, but. You know, number eight, that's one of the concerns you got to you got to weigh as well is the fact that okay, how much can they move up in the polls? But how much really can they move up with the win over Colorado, a 1-8 and eight team? Not much. What, what they're going to move you up more if you beat them by 50 instead of 40? No. You know, like, does it really matter? So I think, you know, if you're wanting to get involved in-game with the buffs, you might want to wait till like, late third quarter, early fourth quarter. Yeah, I think if you're UFC, USC and you're trying to move up in the rankings, you're just praying that Texas beats TCU right, tomorrow. Right, yeah, it's going to be like a battle of attrition. Like, you know, it's kind of like an auto race where it's like you're not going to catch up necessarily, you know, on the racetrack. You're not going to maybe make enough passes on the racetrack, so you got to make them basically in pit lane, mm-hmm. you know, and you got to get a quick pit stop. That's kind of how I feel like USC has to do it a little bit here, especially in this situation. Now, you're going to get a big game, uh, UCLA, assuming they take care of business uh, tomorrow. 
you're going to get two top 10 teams for the Battle of Los Angeles. So hell of a game. So, yeah. So that's going to be a big win that I think all of a sudden whoever gets it, whether it's UCLA or USC, keep in mind, UCLA has only got one loss as well oh, yeah. so they're not out of it what what would they rank them 12th this week? i think they're 12th yeah they're a little bit further yeah down. yeah like uh, yeah like ucla is probably like hey what about our respect here yeah <laughs> honestly it's like you have oregon and usc in the top 10 they're sitting there at 12 like what the mm-hmm. hell's going on here mm-hmm. <laughs> but uh i guess they you know they don't have the, the brand in terms of football at least uh they are big brand in the college basketball uh right now east carolina they just punted the ball back to cincinnati so the bearcats have it up by two with six and a half minutes left to play here in this game. And they'll be facing a third and five inside their own territory. A pretty big play because East Carolina West down to one timeout. Yeah. They got to get a stop. Yeah. So you, you absolutely got to get them off the field here as uh, we do turn our attention also right here to Allegiant Stadium. Third and goal for the Rebels. Uh, Rebels, uh, Rebels pretty much running the ball every play here in this first quarter. It is seven to three. Fresno State leading UNLV, but Rebels have moved the ball, but just hadn't been able to get a touchdown. Had to settle for a field goal, and uh, they just they're going to settle for a touchdown here. Doug Brumfeld, I believe, on the carry goes ahead and gets it home. They're they're running the ball all over Fresno State. All right, pass behind, incomplete, three and out for Cincinnati. Go win the game, Pirates. <laughs> go win the game. Uh, down by two with uh, six twenty one left to go here. I think from here on out. As long as it's manageable, yeah, it's probably four down territory. Yeah, absolutely. You only have one timeout. You can't be punting the ball back to Cincinnati here. Mm-hmm. They let you off the hook with one quarterback missed a couple of throws on second and third down. So go win the game, please, for for the rollover. Conference. That would that would have been a down where Cincinnati would have went to Alec Pierce, who has been one of the few bright spots of the Indianapolis Colts this year, mm-hmm. the second round receiver. So uh, Cincinnati going to have to punt the ball. ECU should get it in very good field position. Well, Wes, while we have a little bit of time right now, five minutes left in this segment, uh, I wanted to talk to you, and we teased it in the last segment, about these NFL quarterback injuries. And I think the biggest one that is being impacted, the biggest game, I should say, is the Cardinals and the Rams. Now, it's not a big game in terms of the standings, but it's big from an injury standpoint because Mm -hmm. both quarterbacks, Kyler Murray and Matthew Stafford, are questionable for Sunday's game. Now, Stafford... It was Tuesday or Wednesday, I believe it was, when he all of a sudden gets entered into the concussion protocol. Didn't practice on Wednesday or Thursday. Practice in limited fashion today. And then also Kyler Murray popped up with a hamstring injury. Didn't practice on Wednesday. Light practice on Thursday and today as well. Both guys are going to be game time decisions according to their head coaches. The market's been bouncing back and forth in this game because it got up to like three early in the week, then goes down to one and a half when it looked like Stafford wasn't going to play. Now with the Murray uncertainty back up to three, how do you decipher these line moves and the injury news that we've gotten? And based on the quarterback kind of combination we might see on Sunday, how do you bet this game? Well, this is a game I have not bet, and I don't know if I plan on doing it. By the way, the total... I think it was 45 in the consensus, and now mm-hmm. you're seeing as low as 41 in the market, obviously due to the quarterback issues, and and plus the fact that the Rams' offense just hadn't been very good this season. So it would be uh, Colt McCoy going if if uh, Kyler Murray does not go. Obviously, Colt's a veteran and has started plenty of games in this league. So yeah. won a couple of games last yeah, year. Yeah, that's not the worst backup situation in the world. John Wolford. I believe would be the uh, backup for the Rams. And we, we, hell, we saw him in a playoff game, make a start, but uh, yeah, yeah. I'm not sure what to do. I mean, in terms of like a point spread role, Cliff Kingsbury is a road underdog. That's always been his best role. Mm-hmm. I think really against the number, uh, really, really good cover rate. I don't have the updated numbers, but it's, it's very high on the road, but you know, Arizona was disappointing to me last week. Uh, the Ra- the Rams too. I mean, that wasn't disappointing because I was on the the Bucks, but you know Arizona, who I liked against Seattle, I was trying to sell Seattle at the uh, top end of the market. Arizona really got outplayed in that game. I yeah. mean, they got that pick six; it gave them a little bit of life, but their offensive line's got some real issues, and so does the Rams. And that's why I think that you're seeing this total. It's not just the quarterback injuries; it's the fact that this guy can't block. Mm-hmm. Your your offense is what you can block. And neither of these two teams have been able to block. So I haven't really done anything with this game. I'm guessing it, there's going to be, even even though Stafford has ranked very low this year, like it, it, along with some guys that have been benched already at quarterback this year, 
I think there'd be a little bit more of a movement still for Stafford than there maybe would be for Kyler, just because I think Colt McCoy is a little bit more of a quality back. And, you know, I don't know if the market is really as impressed with Kyler. No. I, I, I think maybe the bloom's off the rose there. You know, Stafford get the benefit of the doubt because he's Super Bowl champion, but still, I don't know how much more movement this is going to be because what is the current number? Are you seeing three? It's three, it's three yep. everywhere. Three so, across the board. Like, let's say Kyler doesn't go and Stafford goes. Where's this going? Maybe three and a half? Yeah. Four? I think so. If, if, if it even that much. And, you know, same thing, I think, with the, if Stafford's out and Kyler plays, then all of a sudden you're probably seeing two. You know, you're you're not going to see – I don't think you're going to see as huge of a move as obviously we are seeing in Buffalo. Yeah, that, that Buffalo move is really – it's gone through some key numbers, mm-hmm. we could say right now. Because, I mean, that was, I believe, Sunday afternoon when those things opened. It was like around yeah. eight and a half. Now, now it's not confirmed and... yet, but I want to ask you, do you think three is the abyss here? No. You think it goes to two and a half? I think it goes to two and a half. Because even at three, I'd be willing to lay the money line on the Bills because I like them in this matchup anyway. And it's Mm -hmm. more it's more of a fade of Minnesota, who I think has been really living right this year. They've been outgained in most of their games. And, you know, they've been one of the luckier teams in the league. Of course, this is Case Keenum against his old team. So I think Case Keenum is perfectly fine in that offense. I started a playoff game. Yes. Multiple playoff games. Yes. So, <laughs> so I, I think, you know, Case Keenum's one of the better back. I mean, couldn't he start for maybe four or five teams in the league right now based on some of these quarterback situations? Start for your hometown team. Not he could certainly start for Indianapolis. <laughs> yeah. I can tell you that. There'd be no question about that. Yeah. A lot to keep track of with some of these quarterback injuries that we've seen in the National Football League. Oh, get that first down. Let's go. All right. He's going to get the first down, but it's probably a flag against him. Whatever. Uh, on the other side, Reynolds rap. That's not a whatever. That's something that you should tune into as we begin it here on VEASAN Live Bet Tonight. This is VEASAN Live Bet Tonight with Femi Abebefe and Wes Reynolds live from the Circus Sportsbook on VEASAN, the sports betting network. Fall sports are in full swing, and Bet Rivers Online Sportsbook is your home for all the latest lines, odds, and boosts. Whether you're a football, hockey, or basketball fan, Bet Rivers has you covered. Join us every week for new promotions like our Tuesday Hockey First Goal Insurance, Friday Night College Football Bet Plus Get, Sunday Football Parlay Insurance, and more. Head to BetRivers.com or download the Bet Rivers app today. It's a whole new game. Welcome back. This is VEASAN Live Bet Tonight. Femi Abebefe alongside Wes Reynolds. We're hanging out at the Circa Resort and Casino in downtown Las Vegas. Uh, we are at halftime between USC and Colorado. Yeah, that was a uh, big field goal, by the way, there yes, by uh, Dennis Lynch. Uh, 21 and a half, 22, 22 and a half. All numbers should have been covered. USC with the lead, and they will get the second half kickoff coming out of halftime, 26 to 3 over Colorado. So that was a... That was a slow but painful death if you took the 21 and a half with the buffs. It's been a slow and painful death if you took uh, East Carolina money line uh, tonight (laughs) because uh, the Pirates just went ahead and uh, failed to convert on Mm -hmm. fourth and seven. So with 144 left to play, they turn the ball over on downs, only have one timeout left. Cincinnati leads 27-25. If... The Pirates are able to get the ball back. It's going to be with like yeah. 20 something yeah, seconds. Yeah, because I believe, I believe they only have one timeout. Yep, only one timeout. Yeah. So, uh, but it's a good thing that they ran the football on second and 10 on that drive because, you know, why, why take shots at picking up the first down when you can run the ball? And we have a turnover at Allegiant Stadium. UNLV has recovered a fumble. I believe that's going to put them in Fresno territory. Rebels up 10 7 early second quarter. All right, well, we're keeping our eyes on those games right now. We'll get you a second half line as well at the end of this segment for USC and Colorado to get a little second half market love and see if we can find a bet. But, Wes, let us begin one of our most important segments that we do each and every week here on VEASAN Live Bet Tonight. It's my personal favorite here because it starts to map out what we can do in college football on Saturday. Another big slate coming up tomorrow and I wanted to start off as we begin our Reynolds rap for the uninitiated. 
Starting off with the games with the teams that are off huge wins mm-hmm. and could be facing potential letdowns. Now, you have six of these games, and we'll start with LSU. Yes. Because, boy, what a win that was last Saturday mm-hmm. night. A early program-defining win for Brian Kelly yep. at LSU. But the number seven team in the country now going over to Fayetteville to face Woo Pig Suey. Why do you have the Tigers as a team well, to kind of potentially watch and, and, and I have Ar- I bet Arkansas three and a half. There was some four to the showed, so I'm not going to end up getting the best of the number. But look, uh, you know, early game, Arkansas lost at home outright to Liberty. They were about two touchdown favorites. Hugh Freeze went and got him. Hugh Freeze once back in that SEC, so that meant a lot <laughs> to him. So, uh, you know, Arkansas is a team that's a really good running team. They're a top 10 national running offense, so this is the type of team that maybe could keep that LSU offense off the field and and wear them out a little bit. So Arkansas, you know, they've been kind of disappointing, but, you know, I think this could be a little bit of a flat spot for LSU. I think they're going to obviously take it seriously, but Arkansas, you know, lost a couple games, only four and five against the number, but Arkansas is one of those teams that I think can really, really run the ball. I think they're averaging over about 220 a game. So, you know, maybe an, maybe an in-game under if you see how the pace is going, if they're keeping this LSU offense off the field. Yeah, no, I like that look there as well. Uh, another early game, Notre Dame and Navy. The Fighting Irish yeah. coming off of a big smackdown that they laid on Clemson last Saturday night. Now laying 17. Yeah, Marcus number, Freeman's team hasn't been that very good. They haven't been very good as big yeah, favorites yeah, so that, far this that, season. That number came back. Uh, I That's actually what I bet earlier in the week. And mm-hmm. this did drop down to about 15 or 15 and a half. So buyback today on uh, on Notre Dame. I'm not I'm not sure who or where that's from, but it's 17 pretty much across the board. And I know uh, Lava Tide, the uh, quarterback for Navy, you know, is out for the rest of the season. But Navy was very competitive against this uh, Cincinnati team that we are watching right now. By the way, this game is a neutral site game closer to Navy's campus. It is mm-hmm. going to be at M&T Bank Stadium in uh in Baltimore. So, you know, I would expect you're going to have plenty of, of the midshipmen there and all of that. And then obviously Notre Dame has fans everywhere. So I don't think really much of an advantage uh, this year, but yeah, this was just a little bit of a tricky type spot for Notre Dame and, and 40 and a half, the total, obviously we know Navy runs a triple option. We know Notre Dame more of a heavy running team mm-hmm. uh, as well. And, you know, they ran the ball over Clemson last week. So I'm on, I'm on 17 already, but this might be something, you know, I could try to look out to buy out of or maybe try to middle if maybe Navy gets the first score of the game. Yeah. Because I don't think Navy's going to score like a ton of points on Notre Dame. Yeah. This this was, this was something that I took thinking it was going to be like maybe 27-13 or something like that. Do you think Navy is live or do you think they just keep this close? I think they keep it competitive. Yeah. I don't know how live. I don't know how live they are, but uh you know, they they've real they they've stayed close in a lot of games though this year mm-hmm. Navy. They haven't like la- last year they were absolutely abysmal and just couldn't stay in games and they were always in like lopsided finishes, but you look at what Navy has done this year. Last week they only lost by 10 to Cincinnati. Houston did get them by 18, but they really kind of, I think that was when the quarterback got hurt and Navy just had kind of the wind taken out of their sails. Well, how about Virginia Tech and Duke right now? The Blue Devils, nine and a half point favorites, total 49 and a half. This is something I'm going to wait on because look, Virginia Tech has not been very good. This is Brent Pry's first year. This is not a team I like, but this could be a little bit of a fade spot for Duke because Duke got bowl eligible. Uh, Kansas is another team, by the way, in this spot. And yep. they're at Texas Tech. I laid it with Texas Tech, by the way, on the money line about minus 165. It's like three and a half or four right now. I haven't done anything with Virginia Tech. Maybe if a 10 starts showing, I will be on the Hokies because I want. I, I wonder about Duke. You know, this was a team that had no expectations. This team has a first-year head coach, and all of a sudden they're six and three and, and, you know, uh, maybe looking for more. I think they're still a little bit far to try to contend for getting in the ACC title game, but that would be one. I think you might get a sleepy Duke early. Mm-hmm. And sometimes when you get these sleepy favorites and their team scores, maybe you can come back on them on a smaller number, but that's what I'd be looking at, especially like first half. I'll probably have at least a little piece of Virginia tech on the first half. And that's kind of the similar read there with Kansas and Texas tech. as yes. well. Yes. 
Yes, even uh-huh. though I liked I liked Texas Tech yeah, to win the game because yeah. Kansas got bowl eligible, and I I can't even remember the last time they were bowl eligible. Uh, I mean, I was, it was all up and down social media last yeah. Saturday when they won the game. So yeah, I, I, I assume I, it was a fun week. Absolutely. And then as we mm-hmm. go on in the season with Kansas, uh, Lance Leopold's obviously going to be a very hot coaching candidate. Yeah. Is uh, he going to coach their bowl game? Yeah. Is he going to be at Nebraska or <laughs> where is he going to be? So. These are things, and we'll cover this in the coming weeks on this program. These are things that you're going to want to watch for. Yeah, if we can get DraftKings to put that market up, but will Lance Leopold coach the Kansas Bowl game? Mm-hmm. Yes, no price there. That would be a fascinating market to break down. Georgia and Mississippi State, the number one team in the country, the Bulldogs, man, they really flexed their muscles last week against Tennessee between yeah. the hedges. Now 16.5-point favorites with a total at 52. Yeah, and I, I took Mississippi State actually at 17. It's 16.5 right now. I still think right. that's a takeable price. But, you know, Mississippi State last week got out to a big lead and then did nothing in the second half. I was on Auburn last week. Auburn actually could have won the game, eventually lost in overtime. But Mike Leach historically, we talked about this last week, historically not great off buys. Mm-hmm. But I think he's better in this spot. And if you remember the last time these two teams met, it was a couple of years ago, Will Rogers' first start. And they gave Georgia all they wanted between the hedges down there in Athens. So Georgia on the road a little bit this year, that game against Missouri, if you remember, they were down 10 in the fourth quarter, eventually pulled it out. But I wonder now if Georgia has like totally flipped the switch or is it just like, okay, we flipped it for Tennessee. Yeah. Now we can flip it back off again. <laughs> and 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 I'm not, I'm not so sure about that. I think Mississippi State's scheme, actually, the air raid scheme, uh, you know, doesn't work against every defense, but against a, even a great defense like Georgia, because what it does is it uses the speed of the Georgia defense against it with a lot of like short passes and whatnot. And I also think Mississippi State, when you see that air raid, you're thinking, oh, tempo, tempo, tempo. They are actually very deliberate. And you remember that at Washington State. Mm-hmm. They're not just getting up to the line and going and going. They're trying to wear you out gradually with these long drives, defending this short pass, intermediate yep. passing game. So uh, uh, I do like the Bulldogs tomorrow. Yeah, that short passing game is like the running game there for Mike Leach's offense. Real quick, New Mexico and Air Force. This is one that you had highlighted as well. Well, uh, Air Force just for me because they did clinch the Commander-in-Chief's trophy over uh, over Army last week. So, uh, you know uh, – I that that's a big deal. I think at the Air Force, it's been a first time in several years since they've done that. They were a team that's been a little bit of a disappointment this year. This team I thought was best in the conference, and uh, you know, right now they're on the outside looking in to get that Mountain West title game. New Mexico is another team that kind of runs the ball, slows the tempo. Thought this number looked a little bit big. Maybe Air Force going to be very sleepy in the first half. All right, we'll get to more of these games on the other side as we continue the Reynolds wrap. But real quick. The second half market for Colorado USC Trojans 14 point favorites total 27. Any thoughts on that one as we go to break? Nothing, nothing for me. I, I just yeah. don't see a lot of life out of Colorado here. Yeah, SC leads it 26 to three at the break. But come on back with this final segment of Vsin Live Bet tonight on the other side. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off, grand slam, or a base hit to center field. 
Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. The best conversations I have with my colleagues are the ones that happen when no one is looking, when we're not 100% sure yet what to write. Hopefully, having conversations like this can help you figure out your own point of view. That's kind of our job as Washington Post opinions columnists. I'm Charles Lane, Deputy Opinion Editor. And I'm Amanda Ripley, a contributing columnist. We're going to bring you into these conversations on a new podcast called Impromptu. Follow Impromptu now, wherever you listen. This is VSIM Live Bet Tonight with Femi Abebefe and Wes Reynolds, live from the Circus Sportsbook on VSIN, the sports betting network. Get in on the football action this season with the Hulu Plus Live TV Football Extravaganza. Compete free free for a share of $55,000 in two ways. You can predict what will happen in three college football polls. Then make your picks for eight fantasy NFL contests. Head to DraftKings.com slash Hulu NFL now to play free. Hulu Plus Live TV, light cable, only better. Terms and conditions and other eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for the details. Welcome back. This is the final segment of VSIN Live Bet Tonight. Coming to you from the Circa Resort and Casino in downtown Las Vegas. Coming up at the top of the hour, Saturday bet prep with Matt Humans as the Circa Football Invitational mm-hmm. rolls on. Yeah, uh, Aaron Renning, who will be on the program tonight, is one of Matt's guests. And Steve Fezzik on the bubble uh, to try not to get the uh, cut. We had the first cut mm-hmm. last week that somebody had to be the first one, and unfortunately for Mike North was mm. him. It was the deepest. Yeah, so the first cut is always the deepest. Absolutely. Great Rod Stewart song, by the way. So, uh, look, uh, really good show tonight. I mean, you're going to have Derek Stevens, of course, as usual. Mike Palm, uh I think uh, who the other guests were tonight. Uh, so uh, cast of, uh, Doug Kazarian. Yeah. yeah, Doug Kazarian's been the hot man yeah. in this contest. Uh, so cavalcade of characters on Visa and Saturday bet prep. And then, of course, all 60, all 15 contestants, I should say now, have their five plays, also their best bets. There we go. So make sure to tune into that at the top of the hour as those guys get you set to go for the weekend. But real quick, before we get back to the Reynolds wrap here to wrap up the show, you had a play in Colorado yeah. USC, the second half. Yeah, I did find a couple, I did find a 27 and a half out there, but the market is pretty much 27. So we'll go ahead and uh, grade it as that. I know that this is under what the preflop total was because this was like in the sixties. I think I, what did this close? 65 and a half, uh, 60. Yeah. 66. Yeah. Even at yeah so now you're, you're, you're only taken in terms of the number. You only take an under 56, but this is one of those things where I think maybe USC kind of like, you know, puts it away early. I don't, I don't think Colorado is going to do much really, uh, really on offense here. Uh, so you know, I'm gonna I'm gonna take under 27. That maybe you know, with that injury to Travis Dye, of course, was carted off the field. You know that okay, get an early touchdown because I gotta think if you're Riley, do you really want these guys out there in a blowout game against a team that has no chance to come back in yeah. Colorado when you've got UCLA next week and this is your first year in this rivalry? You don't want to take any chances. You don't want to get somebody, you know, Colorado, this could be a frustrated team. Look, they're one and eight. They're getting their butts kicked pretty much every single week. Somebody gets pissed off, takes a free shot at one of your Mm -hmm. players. Do you really want that? So I think Lincoln Riley might play this a little close to the best here. No, I think you're onto something with that underplay there. So under 27, but if you shop around, you can find yourself a 27 and a half as well. Yeah, yeah. So uh, at 27, I still think is good, but... Yeah, I, I just I just don't see USC really, you know, trying to like lay the wood. Yeah, they're not going to stretch the legs and really yeah, try to yeah, put style yeah, you know, maybe get it, maybe get a touchdown or two, and then uh, let's see the second unit for the second half. Well, also going on right now down the street from us, actually at Allegiant Stadium, UNLV trails Fresno State fourteen to three. Bulldogs six and a half point road favorites right now over at DK total 64 and a half. Anything for you in that game before we get to the Reynolds? Uh, no, nothing for me. I've got, of course, got the over in pocket 60 and a half, 61 and a half for a contest. So uh, good to see uh, Fresno uh, get there. UNLV has been settling for field goals, but they've been running the ball at will on Fresno state. Well, 
Let's get back to the Reynolds wrap as we have six and a half minutes to go here in the show. And the next category I want to discuss with you because it has a marquee game in there is the unranked favorite versus the ranked dog. Now, this is a ranked matchup between the two of the teams, but it kind of applies here mm-hmm. to the situation between TCU and Texas. The Longhorns, yeah. the three lost Longhorns, touchdown favorites against the unbeaten number four ranked Horn Frogs here. Why did this game stand out to and, you? And I'm, I may get proven wrong here, but I think that this is the run-out spot for Texas. I laid seven earlier in the week. There are some seven-and-a-halves out there. You know, TCU, obviously, now number four in the uh, in the rankings. Uh, you know, people are saying, hey, they're getting no respect here. But TCU, TCU's been fortunate. They've gotten to face, like, backup quarterbacks, at least, in, like, the, mm-hmm. like the last three weeks. They're not getting that, uh, th- getting that this week, of course, down there in Austin. So TCU, you know, maybe an in-game play later if the score gets somewhat lopsided. They're a quick-tempo offense uh, there with the uh, quarterback, Max Duggan. Sonny Dykes runs that air raid that he ran at SMU, now running it across town, uh, across the Metroplex at TCU. So I still think Texas covers the, the pre-flop number, but... Maybe if this gets up or like, you know, Texas is 35 to 10 or something, then you could take TCU in like the high teens or something mm-hmm. like that. So that's the way I would look at it. But I do think I'm, I'm going to say hook them. Hook them horns. There. Hook them horns. What do you think of maybe a Texas first half bet and TCU second half? Bet? No, no, that could play out because I think if Texas is going to cover this number, you got to think that they're going to start off well. Yeah. Like like they did last week, actually, against Kansas State when I had the Longhorns as a small road and favorite. And then it got a little tight. Yeah, it was 31 to 10, <laughs> and you felt like it should have been more. Yeah. And then can't, I'm like, are you real? Are you kidding me? Texas is really going to do this. There were, there were all these fumbles loose, <laughs> and Texas finally got one at the end. Like, Kansas State had a bunch of fumbles. Texas could never get on it, but they got it on at, at the end uh, when it was a 10-point game. So Yeah, and who better than TCU in the second half of some of these games? We know Sark's yeah. team tends to kind of, you know, yeah, the yeah, the yeah, but now. the thing is, you're going to need to keep the the pedal to the metal here because TCU has a quick strike yes, offense, and 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 they never give in. But I do like the Longhorns tomorrow. All right. Well, how about North Carolina and Wake Forest? The Tar Heels, Drake May. We're talking Heisman, mm-hmm. but Wake Forest is the favorite team. Four is the number. That total seventy eight and a half. So expect yeah. some fireworks out there uh, between the Demon Deacons and Tar Heels. You know, for a total, I, I would only I would only bet the over here. Maybe <laughs> the the, the best hope you can get is maybe somebody settles for three, and mm. this goes down to like the low seventies, and then you bet it over. But the, for the total, I would not be betting the under with these two teams. Uh, these two teams defensively, not very good. Uh, I do lean Wake on the side as a small uh, as a small favorite. They did get it done at NC State, of course. It's still kind of in the market's mind a little bit. Remember Wake, uh, Sam Hartman had those six turnovers yes. in the third quarter. I had Louisville that day, and Louisville ended up being an easy winner. But when a guy's turning over the ball to you, that's what's going to happen. So uh, lean Wake Forest on the side, but certainly I'd be looking for an over and hope maybe you get a slow start. How about Kansas State and Baylor? The Bears right now, two and a half point favorites. Even seeing some threes out there in the market total at 52. This is a little bit of a weird game here because Kansas State, Kansas State, even though I went against them when they were an underdog last week, is a team I really love to back as an underdog. But mm-hmm. I also, more often than not, I'm on the ro- the uh, the unranked favorite over the ranked underdog. So uh, this, is, uh, this is, I think, going to be a close game. Anything that you can get over a touchdown on either side, I think this is a one-score game. I know the one that you wanted to get to. We talked about it in the first hour. The one game in the category under first game after coach fired. Mm-hmm. The little dead cat bounce well, that we get right we, here. SMU at South We Florida. saw it last week. Now, they got behind, but Auburn, uh, Cadillac Williams, the interim coach, and you could tell that at least his energy was oh really infectious because that team looked <laughs> DOA in the first half, but they kept fighting and, and you know, eventually took uh, Mississippi State to overtime down there in Starkville. Maybe South Florida is going to do the same here. SMU, look, obviously everybody's going to look and see that they scored 77 points on Houston last mm-hmm. week. So it's like, and they, how can you take a team that just fired its coach that's only won one game? USF's been competitive in games. They they should have beaten Florida. They were right there within one score of Cincinnati. They only lost by two scores to Tulane and Houston. So this isn't a team. They've been blown out like by the dregs. Like they got blown out by Temple last week, and that's what led to yeah. Jeff Scott's firing. So uh, the uh, the special teams coach, I cannot pronounce his name, 
is now the uh, interim coach for USF. I think USF, early kickoff down there in Tampa, probably not going to be a lot of energy, not going to be a lot of people there in Raymond James, but I wonder if uh, if, if SMU is kind of maybe taking these guys a little bit lightly. Well, we got about a minute left here. You have three games under the look-ahead category, Vanderbilt, Kentucky, Stanford, Utah, and then Arizona and UCLA. Kentucky has Georgia next week. Uh, Utah has Oregon next week. And then, of course, UCLA has the game with USC, who's yes, now sir. just underway in the second half against Colorado, 26-3. to But, you know, I wonder, a lot of these double-digit dogs in the Pac-12 have been getting there this year. We saw mm-hmm. it uh, last week with Cal against USC, Arizona State. You know, I don't I don't think they eventually covered the close, but they were right there with UCLA last week. Yeah, they were very competitive in that game. Your favorite game from the teams that are one game away from bowl eligibility. Because mm. you have a lot of them there. I know Purdue, Illinois, Oklahoma, and West Virginia, Pitt, Virginia in that contest as well. We got yeah. about twenty seconds left. Yeah, I'm looking for a team that, you know, maybe hasn't been bowling in a long time maybe uh, up in the Palouse Washington State ah, against Arizona State okay get loose on the Palouse at Martin Stadium there Cougar football Saturday well that does it for us here this week on VEASAN live bet tonight for Wes Reynolds on Femi Abebefe for our producer Aaron Oser and the entire crew behind the glass we wish you all the best of luck this weekend coming up next Saturday bet prep with Matt Eumanns here on VEASAN the sports betting network Managing your diabetes just got easier. The powerful new Dexcom G7 lets you see your glucose numbers on your compatible watch and phone without finger sticks. And because Dexcom G7 is the most accurate CGM system, you can be confident in your food, exercise, and medication decisions. And all those decisions can lead to big results, like more time in range and lower A1C. Get started at Dexcom.com. Dexcom data on file 2023. If your glucose alerts and readings from the G7 do not match symptoms or expectations, use a blood glucose meter to make diabetes treatment decisions. For a list of compatible devices, visit Dexcom.com. Compatibility. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply.